Oh, I remember Judy Collins singing Send in the Clowns. It was such an easy time. Send in the Clowns. Now yeah. it's mm-hmm. Send in the Drones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. War is going drone, drone, drone. I have a huge report on it. I, I got out of Tom Dispatch, which I'm not going to get into until I can like cut it down. But it's a great read. It's a scary great read. Ah, so drones are everywhere. But a video released at a recent biannual aerospace convention in Farnborough, UK, shows a laser mounted on a warship's gun turret obliterating a remotely piloted drone. So the drones have met their match, Dave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Built by Raytheon Missile Systems of Tucson, Arizona. Oh, gee. The 32-kilowatt infrared laser is shown illuminating and heating the wingtip and then the underside of what looks like a radar-seeking drone until its remote pilot loses control and the aircraft catches fire and plummets into the ocean. Made in Tucson, could you? We could use this to heat up those illegals climbing that dang fence. What do you think? Is, 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 oh. Yeah. Well, in the first place, you know, I thought you were talking. I thought it was a Superman comic. I thought he was going to come and rescue the drone because can't you see him? He's a big splash page with the with the with the silhouette of the navy ship and then you know silhouette of this great big cannon on this boat and then that flame thing coming out of it and there up in the sky like a jap air you know like a zero jap zero is the drone is the drone but and you just in in the next panel man i know it's just like the comic in the next panel it explodes or else superman comes down and Rescues it. There's no Superman time. this time. The, no, the, are they no. going to use this on the border? Well, I, I, it's uh, if you know, it's closer and closer to lethal weaponry on the border. Okay, I, I read somewhere that there are Nazis down there. For one thing, you know, the, the American Nazis are still active. <laughs> they subscribe to, you know, they don't really hate anybody. They just think America should be white. Uh, non-Jewish, of course, uh, uh, and skinhead, and and uh, and uh, carry no a gun. They have no hair. I mean, it's a weird. It's a. It's, yeah, the border. Why not? Big laser. Though. Well, drones are in trouble because you know they used to think. Well, okay, we can shoot them down from land, which they've done. But uh, on at sea, things are too wavy and there's too much salt in the air. But. Raytheon has done it. They've overcome the beam-weakening problem of being at sea. Mm-hmm. Um, here's mm-hmm. the problem, though, right? <laughs> I, wish, I wish that would work on the entire American government. Yeah. The good news is that such lasers are allowed under the UN <laughs> protocol on blinding laser weapons oh. because they are not specifically designed <laughs> as blinding weapons alone. I just love the oh, way. Oh, man. One barrier to directed uh, uh, directed energy battleships, however, could be that they're their energy requirements are enormous, Dave. Today's warships already have arrays of power-hungry systems, which use so much electricity that some strategists think many more types of military ships should, in the future, be nuclear. Now, that's good. Turn out more nuke ships to act as super generators to run the drone-killing laser rays to shoot down whose drones? (laughs) North Korea's? Their latest missile test, which was aimed at Japan and caused so much consternation, carried as its warhead a transistor radio playing the North Korean national anthem. Yes, Christ has risen. In this case, as Newsweek tells us, it's Florida Governor Charlie Chris. He did seem like a dead Paul walking, but Tea Party favorite Marco Rubio was thrashing him in the Republican primary for the U.S. Senate. Chris' 30-point lead had swung to a 30-point deficit. Funding was drying up as were endorsements. He's deader than the day before yesterday, former state GOP chair Tom Slade told the St. Petersburg Time in late April. Boy, that guy Slade really knows how to coin him. I don't think there's any way in the world world he can rehabilitate himself always take heart 
when the GOP proclaims you dead. That's Bergman's rule, wisdom rule one during the midterms. Chris collegial centrism, the conventional wisdom held, had become anachronistic at a time when angry right-wing populism had overtaken his party. You see, Chris was the centrist a GOP governor of Florida who ran McCain's campaign in 2008. And how did Dang Fence return the favor? He abandoned him the minute the Tea Party started making ugly noises and turned to Rubio, who is part of the great wingnut brigade. I think he's like a a lieutenant colonel amongst the wingnuts. Yeah, okay. So, Chris is dead, right? Yet, here we are, less than three months later, Chris, now running as an independent, because uh, they forced him out of the Republican Party, leads Rubio by almost five points, and he's ahead of the potential Democratic opponent by much more. The stunning reversal raises a possibility with wider implications. Quote, in this national environment of very polarized politics, says Daniel Smith, a political science professor at the University of Florida, voters may be interested in more moderate candidates. Hmm, I wonder. It's still a long way to November, of course. Rubio remains a formidable challenger, and given his announcement last week that he had raised a record-setting $4.5 million in the second quarter, a well-financed one, but... But through a mixture of deft maneuvering and plain good luck, Christ has somehow seized the momentum. During the spring legislative session, he vetoed two controversial bills pushed by overzealous Republican leaders, one dealing with teacher tenure, the other with abortion, thereby positioning himself as a bulwark against extremism. Yeah, he's now got the teachers on his side, a natural Democratic, you know, uh, uh, constituency, and women. Women and teachers, hmm, that's enough to get you elected. And Chris has gotten a lot of positive press, as well as an uptick in approval ratings for his energetic response to the BP oil disaster that has gunked up Florida beaches with tar balls. In contrast to Rubio, who still supports offshore drilling. Drill, baby, drill. In fact, drill me right here in the heart. Chris has called the legislature to a special session this week to promote a constitutional ban against the practice. Chris's resurgence also stems in part from his shift back to where he's always seemed most comfortable, the political center. One of the things I learned from Charles Lindblom when I was studying in college, a great political scientist, is that things happen from the center and they happen incrementally. The left and the right can put pressure and mold the center, but it's the middle class, it's the center where from whence progress springs, and Christ is comfortable there. That's where he's largely governed as the state's chief executive, pursuing a Republican agenda of low taxes and limited government, but also collaborating with Democrats on environmental issues and judicial appointments. The approach made him one of the most popular governors in the country, and then the most hated Republican in Florida. Oh no, guess what? He collaborates with Democrats. A June Quinnipiac poll shows him garnering 51% of independents, 28% of Republicans, and 37% of Democrats. According to Thomas Eldon of SEA Polling and Strategic Design, who has studied the Florida electorate extensively, Chris backers mainly include moderate GOPers, alarmed about their party's move to the right, many of them Midwestern migrants who settled in southwest Florida. While Chris has incurred the wrath of the far right, particularly the Tea Partiers, such opposition could work in his favor in some ways. Uh, conservatives are galvanized and may well turn out in force, but the way they've commandeered the GOP has also yielded a candidate, Rubio, who may appear too far from the center for mainstream voters. Yeah, he backs a flat tax, I think probably also a flat world, questions whether climate change is man-made. He is still questioning whether climate change is man-made. The guy 
guy is not a man. He is a machine. He's a clock that has wound down. And he supports legislation requiring doctors to perform ultrasounds before administering abortions. Randall Terrell, his dear friend, the ghost of the, you know, the murdering of the abortion doctors is just around the corner. If can't solve it one way, hey, solve it another. If if Christ ends up winning by staking out the middle ground, it will surely enliven the debate over just how polarized the American electorate really is. It's been a subject of heated argument amongst academics in recent years. Academics love to argue it takes a long time and they get paid by the week. No one disputes that elective officials have become more polarized, but... What about average voters? What about the little people, the leprechauns? In his recent book, The Disappearing Center, Alan Abramowitz, a professor at Emory University, argues that the public is more divided than ever, and since those who are more engaged tend to be more ideological, they're pushing the parties to their outer limits. Yet Stanford University professor Morris Fiorina, author of Culture War, with a, with a question mark. We know there's a culture war. I guess he's asking which one or who's going to win. He thinks that this idea is largely nonsense. According to his analysis, the electorate is no more polarized than in decades past. Voters have simply sorted themselves more neatly into political parties that are more ideological. That's not such great news. On the other hand, like the Founding Fathers tell us, factions keep, keep us from tyranny. Republicans have shed Northern liberals, while Democrats have lost Southern conservatives and good riddance. In Fiorina's view, the citizenry is craving moderate candidates. Quote, there's a big underserved market out there, he says. Well, when Christ is elected, I'm positive he will be. He is going to caucus with the Democrats. Another Senate seat. They're not winning. They're losing. They're going to take big major pipe in November.